So today's podcast is brought to you by the two arm bars Chihuahua got on Jamie. That's what you told me to say, right? Nah, you're <laughs> tripping, bro. You just want to have, you just want to create beef. <laughs> like always. You're the one, you're the one talking. So we, uh, for, for longtime listeners of the show that don't go to our gym, you've probably heard us mention uh, Chihuahua and... You might have wondered, well, who is this gentleman called Chihuahua? Well, we're actually talking to him right now. David Venegas. Is it Venegas? Is that the yeah, right yeah, way to say your last yeah, name? Yeah. Venegas? Yeah, in American, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, he uh, he's in Barcelona. He's joining us remotely. It's also brought to you by Rockstar. Shout out to Rockstar. And uh, Chihuahua, thanks for joining us, man. How are wait, you? Wait, right here. There it is. Rockstar. There it is. One euro. So how are yeah, you, dude? Exactly one euro. <laughs> huh? How are you? Uh, good, good, bro. It's been a crazy, hectic year, you know, having to relocate. Not training BJJ for so long was was like a bitch. But um, I managed to get myself into the fitness rhythm, and you know, I moved in between, you know, around June. I think it was like beginning of June. I moved from one building like a huge luxury building to another one that wasn't that big. But then in the big one, the gym was closed, like absolutely closed. Everything was closed. And then in the other one, it was a way smaller gym, but it was open. So that kind of like opened the channels towards like I was just making exercise and doing something because during the actual curfew, like time and all that stuff, I was just doing like a thousand sit-ups, a thousand push-ups, like abs, like crazy. Like, But I was just like, you know, getting to this point where like what the fuck do I do now like how do I make this harder and I wasn't gonna like damage my honor and just do some like Mulan shit with like a stick and two water jugs like nah <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna do that shit even for coach Paul said it like nah don't do that fucking bullshit I was like yeah bro. coach Paul knows, knows better you know so like, I'm not doing uh, that. how many months were you in New York City and you were unable to train well, I was unable to. I was on New York City exactly one year, and I wasn't able to train from. I don't know when they closed everything, like March twenty something until mm -hmm. I got here, October second. So you were unable to train like Marcelo's. You were training April, at Marcelo's. April. It, tra it, it it closed the first week of April, and then and April, May, June, July, August, September. And then October 2nd, I started back here, so six months. And when you left, when you left New York, were the jiu-jitsu gym still closed, like Marcelo's? It's still closed. Like, right oh now, it's still God. closed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Marcelo's is going to, I don't know how they're going to survive, because he just made a big investment. Like, for those um, that know Marcelo from, like, long time, they know yeah. that the gym was used to have, like, a, like, the smallest locker room in the world. Like, he had one toilet, four showers, and, like, 50 people at a time. Like, he was crazy. And then they bought two more uh, spaces within the same floor. So they have, like, now they have, like, a mat that goes around, like, a block, like a U form. And then they have yeah. a new big, way bigger locker room. And, and I was able to just have that for, like, a month. And I was like, oh, damn. That was such a shame because now it was really good, like, Classes were weren't as cramped up as they as they used to be, especially the ones at night. 
the ones that Marcelo or Mateo Diniz teaches, they're super full. And like with the older mat, it was just like a long space, but it, they didn't have that, you know, going around. But it was cool. It was cool. You know, it was it was it was good to you know go back and you know see the legend. I managed to take a picture with him the first day. Like, I I get I get to the gym and I'm like, because at that point I I didn't know if I wanted to stay Marcelo for long or you know I had the idea that I wanted to go to Marcelo for one month and then maybe try Unity for another month and then see you know what's up. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna lay low in Marcelo. You know. I'm not gonna make any friends. I'm not gonna talk to anybody, you know, that way. When I leave, nobody can say shit, right? And then first class, I get there and I like, I have somebody like in my signature look show where I just go under them. And I, I the guy didn't tap and he started having a seizure in the middle of the class. And I was like, <laughs> literally in the center of the mat. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> you know? And then at the end, I was like, no, Marcel, like, honestly, I didn't mean any of that. Like, like he was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. But I was like, oh my God, I just fucking killed somebody. Like he was like, Ugh. oh, geez. so when was the, so you, you had posted both photos, like the photo with Marcelo that day and the Mar- the photo with Marcelo from before. How many years apart were those two photos taken? Uh, five years apart. Five years. Yeah. Damn, bro. That's crazy. So uh, what is, like, how long you've been training jujitsu now? Cause you're like the, the most, like, at least 10 years, right? No, I don't know. Like six years. It it would be six years, but I had a two-year break in between those six years because one year I was completely fucking useless. Like I was in crutches like eight months. And then after I was in crutches, I had... First, I I was in crutches with with a full knee cast, which is like a cast that goes from your ankle all the way to your... To the lower part. Yeah, all the way to your hip. So it was fucking annoying. And then um, because the doctor was like, yeah, you can't really move. And and like if if we leave you that, uh, not the the cast, but the other one that you can put on and off. I don't know how that's called. Um, The brace? Yeah, yeah. If if we leave you a brace, you can't move. Like like you have to be very steady. Otherwise, you're going to get a cast. And I was like, do you move around a lot? And I was like. Just put the cast on, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't want to, you know, risk, you know. And in that time of my life, I was like eighteen or something. I was just like doing a bunch of stuff, like going out and and um, and I wasn't really doing anything. I was just prepping my SAT, so I was just going out and about. And I was like, nah, just put the cast on. I don't want to risk anything. And then after the cast, I had the brace. I was still in crutches. You know, recovery took a long time because I was such a stubborn person. I didn't even finish my the sessions that I was supposed to do of uh, rehab. I didn't finish them. So I was like with this lingering fucking chronic pain, especially when it was cold. And I was like, you know, and then after that was like after the first year. And then the second year that I was injured, I was just not doing much, you know, going out, partying, blah, blah, blah. Then I decided to go back to to um to rehab, and that's when I got better, and that's when I got back to jujitsu. Like I went back to rehab, and then I literally went back to jujitsu like three or four. What months was the that. cause of the original injury that hurt your leg? It was uh, a soccer match, and it was right before the IBJJF New York Summer Open, 2014 or fifteen, twenty fourteen, I think. So I was like literally getting ready for that tournament. I was like, "Yo, I'm 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 I'm, I'm a go there. I'm a 
you know, mentally ready. And one week before, exactly like it happened with Jeremiah, one week before the tournament, I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. Like you're not supposed to be rolling with a 280 pound guy that can just like obliterate you with one move of his thigh. And, and that's what happened. So I was just playing soccer. It was the World Cup, actually. It was the 2014 World Cup. So we had done this, like, little World Cup in, in, in our school. So, like, all the Colombians, all the English, like, you know, all the Argentinians. It was Colombia and Argentina. And my best friend was Argentinian. And he just fucking Caesar fucking Cani Basami the shit out of my knee. Like, he did, like, <laughs> this Caesar fucking... Like this scissor kick, and he just fucked up my knee. MCL. I had to be. I had to got to get picked up by the ambulance because the soccer field, the school was in a mountain, and the soccer field was carved down the mountain. So you have to go down some stairs, and to take somebody out of there that was injured, you had to get him in a stretcher. So they had to call the ambulance, and it was just a a big big mess, you know. And then, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so let's go back to the beginning then, because I, I never quite, when, when we were trained together at, at ATT, I never quite got your origin story. I always got bits and pieces of it. So where did you start training and how old were you when you started training jiu-jitsu? And also, what got you to try jiu-jitsu in the first place? Okay, so I remember, I, it was like, I was like about... 13 or 14, I was in an um, exchange program in, in Victoria, Canada. And at that time, they, were, they will have the ultimate fighter on Fuel. Fuel was the, the, the name of the channel that, that, mm-hmm. that had the ultimate fighter. And I was like, oh, this is fucking pretty cool, you know. So as soon as I finished my exchange program, I was like, fuck, I'm going to look. I'm going to find. I'm going to try and find somewhere where I can train. That was when I was about 14, but I wasn't really looking to get into jujitsu. I didn't even know what jujitsu was at the moment, you know? So I started training Muay Thai and then I was like, yeah, I want to do MMA. And they're like, yeah, but you better get a good ground game. I was like, ground, ground game? What the fuck is that? And I, rem- I, I That went on like that for like three years. So I, I trained in Muay Thai like 14, 15, 16. And then when I went to do that transition to MMA, I started training MMA and a lot of guys will have a very good ground game because they're doing jujitsu all the time. And I was like, fuck, like, like my striking is good, but as soon as I get taken down, like I'm fucking, I felt like a fucking noob, you know? And, and then I remember one of my teachers, he said like, your striking is good. You know how to move, but like, I would just take jujitsu for a couple of years, just jujitsu and, 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 you know, improve a lot of that. And that was when I was about 16. I did, I did a couple of years there and and my is this still in canada no no no. that was in colombia when i came back okay so you got exposed to mma in in canada and like i want to try this out and but i ended up doing muay thai not not mma you did muay thai and then you continued your training when you went back to colombia i did muay thai no i started muay thai when i went back to colombia as soon as you went back back. okay so all the training started in colombia yeah yeah yeah. so i started training for a couple of years and then i started jiu-jitsu and my first teacher, he was like this, you know, straight arrow judo kind of teacher. He was like, no, you have to know the names of this. And if you don't know the names and then you can't get the blue belt. Like, it was like, like, oh, you have to know, you know, all the fucking names and all that Japanese shit. And I was like, yeah. And then I remember just feeling really stuck at some point. Like I, I, I would like, like be good in, in the roles and all that shit. But like, I, I wouldn't know the names of those shits, you know. 
and and it was like it was like one stripe every year or something for the blue belt, you know. So and then I when as soon as I got to Marcelo, I remember I had like two stripes, and I I I've been training in Marcelo at that point for a while, and then and then I just got I, I got I got an extra stripe over there. I got an extra. What got stripes. you from 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 Bogota to New York that first time? Oh, okay. So that first time, I had to take the SAT because we don't take that in New York in um in Colombia. I mean, so I I looked up a, a school that helps you prep. For the courses for the SAT and for the ACT, and I just went over there. And by that point, I was already doing jujitsu, like like jujitsu head. So you went to New York in order to take an SAT prep course. Yes. Okay. And, and by that, and how time, long were you there? How long were you in New York for that period of time? Uh, like a year, two, a year, a year, a year. Yeah, yeah. So how so, did you end up? Was the course for one year? I feel like the course wouldn't really. It was yeah, one yeah, year. It was for course. one year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is for people that have no idea about, like, American school systems. So it okay. was, like, because the SAT has a lot of vocabulary that not even normal people know, you know? Like, mm-hmm. remember, you know, it's, like, I would do really good on those shifts because a lot of the words are Latin-rooted. And I was, mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that sounds like this in Spanish. And I was, like, oh, what's, you know, they would ask what's the meaning of this word. And I was, like, oh, it's this. And like, How the fuck you know so much? Well, my, my, um my uh, classmates will ask me and I was like, simple. It just sounds like this other word in Spanish, which is also very Latin rooted. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that was like a whole year. And by that point, I already had a couple of competitions under my belt as a, as a white belt in Colombia. And I already knew who Marcelo was. Like, so okay. I was like, and I was living far from the city. Like let's say you live in, um, I don't know what's this other in Tampa and you go to train to ATT in Orlando, you know? Yeah. So I was traveling every time, like 50 minutes to an hour, just to get to New York to train. Like that was my only exposure to the city, uh, apart from, apart from. And how many days a week were you training jujitsu at Marcelo's during this one year? As soon as I like, as much as I could, you know, as much as I could, probably every day though, every okay. day. Yeah. And that by that point, Marcelo was a lot in the gym, you know, like Mateus Diniz, Gianni Grippo, those guys, like they were still like purple belts or something, you know. I remember. And um, Bernardo Faria was still at the gym, like at Marcelo's, like he and and who else is there? Well, Paul Schreiner, who is also a head coach, one of the head coaches right now, he's still there. He was there at the moment, and he was the guy that that taught most of the white belt classes because um, Marcelo didn't taught much of the white like fundamentals. You had to be a blue belt to get into Marcelo's class. What about um, the guy? Oh, I can't think of his name. He's the guy that does. Um... Oh, Marcos to um. He does, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he he's there. He's there, but he wasn't there the first time. No. Okay. He wasn't there the first time. So, what was okay? Before I ask about Marcelo's, so then after training at Marcelo's for a year, you go back to Colombia, and what year is that now? Um, that's twenty fifteen, and I go back to Colombia totally fucked, like my knee. Like my knee was totally fucked. So 2015. Okay. So you were getting ready to, so when you said the academy, you were at this academy where you guys were prepping for the SAT and that's why it was so international and you're going to compete. And not only that, like other people just go there for one month to learn English. Yeah, I got you. you. It's like, it's like immersion. What was your level of English before you went to New York? Good. Because I already been in Canada for a whole year, you know, and I took English, I took English at school, but the, the, when I really learned English, like 
like like a normal like a, like a, almost like a native speaker was in Canada because first of all I hated my classmates from the school I traveled with so I would never be in contact with somebody that spoke Spanish so for a whole year I wasn't speaking like I I remember getting back to Colombia and slurring my words in Spanish like oh shit wow. yeah because okay. I, for a whole year I didn't even spoke Spanish okay okay so you get back to to Colombia, you're injured now because yeah. of that of that soccer match. Because of that soccer person. Yeah. <laughs> soccer. S U C K. Yeah. <laughs> My best so, friend. At this point, you're 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 kind of out of action for about a year. You said right. Two years. I mean, one year and one of like laziness. One okay, so it was. I I thought it was two separate. I thought it was. So it's actually it was a two year block of time. It wasn't one year and then training. Oh and then no, another no, no, no 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 no! It was no, just no. two it was years. Two, off. two years straight because by the end of the first year, I still had that lingering like. So before you got injured, about how many years had you been training, jujitsu? Like a couple, like two, maybe yeah, like two, two and a half. Like two years, and you had two stripes on your white belt. No, by that point, I already have four stripes. You had four stripes. Okay. Yeah. So then you got hurt. Yeah. You're on the cusp of getting good. Marcelo yeah. is going to tie that belt around your waist. He's like, after the uh, the New York Open, here's your oh, blue belt. Yes. And now you can though. train with me in the blue belt class. And then you get hurt. Yeah. You're out for two years. Then what happens? Well, at, at the, um, so the first year I was injured. And then the second, the start of the second year, I was like, fuck, I got to get better. You know, my knee, you know, mm -hmm. so I went back to rehab. And then six months in the second year, I was already good, you know? And so I started training jiu-jitsu back up again with uh, with a friend. So the first academy that I started training in Colombia, the guy that started, um, he was a blue belt when I was a white belt. And then okay. fast forward, now that guy had his own academy and he was already a brown belt. And I was like, oh, holy wow. shit. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. So like my friend ended up being my coach. And he was like, oh, you know, you look ready for the blue belt, blah, blah, blah. You know, train a lot. You know, and then I was like, just like not, you know, training enough. Like I was training like once, twice a week, like no technical improvement at, at that moment, just maintaining what I knew, you know. And, and, and that was about that, you know, until I got to Orlando, I was like, fuck, I'm going to do jujitsu like seriously again. So when you got to Orlando, that was to study at full sale, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. So. How and surprisingly, you... I slacked two months, two months of doing nothing, you know? When you got there, it took you two months to find the gym? Yeah, pretty much, bro. Not to so find it. How did you, okay, so how did you, how did you find, so you, you've landed in Orlando, you, you're going to school at Full Sail, and it was for what? It was for music management? What was music it for? Music business, yeah, music management. Music, okay. And how did you find our gym, AT2 Orlando, and... Did you check out any other gyms? No, 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 no. I was like, American Top Team was already a famous brand, you know, for me in my head. So I was like, fuck it. It's right next to my fucking house. Like, let's go. If okay, so like it, it happened that our else. gym, it happened. It was just coincidence that our gym was very close to where you were living. Yeah, it was the closest one as, as, the matter, as a matter of fact. That's why I ended up there because he was like two birds with one. I actually went to another gym first and he was like this tilt boxing club or some shit and i was like i went there once and i was like oh okay cool you know when's the sparring class i really want to spar you know and they're like no we don't spar here and i was like okay i'm out of here <laughs> like i was like what the fuck is this bullshit like okay no so sparring? 
what what was your first day like at at ATT Orlando? Did you do a intro class? Did you just jump into a regular class? What was that first day like? Because I don't remember. I just to me, my memory is like you were there training. I just don't remember when you first arrived and yeah, how that happened. It was very. I think I, I, I incorporated myself really fast in the family, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I remember the first time. Like a virus, he infected us all. <laughs> no, I, I no but remember- seriously, but seriously, how did you, like, what was your first day like at the gym? I Well, I remember I was lacking for a whole month and a half. And then midway through that month and a half, like through that second month, midway through that second month, I was like, okay, I'm going to get physically ready. Like I'm going to get my fitness to like top notch. And as soon as I feel I'm doing that, I'm going to start training. So I was doing, I started with 20. I was doing a lot of bikes. So I started with 20 miles and I was doing 40 miles. And when I was doing 60, I was like, I'm doing 60 miles on a fucking bike. Like I'm, I'm a beast. Like I'm good to go, you know? So so I, then I started training, and by that point, I still had the idea that I wanted to do at least Muay Thai, you know, go back. So I was mm-hmm. going Fridays, um, Fridays a lot to sparring, you know, the MMA people, like like sparring a lot, throwing, and, and, and that's when I was like, oh, I fucking like this gym, you know. I like, you know, I like the gyms where, like, you can still spar and, like, like people go hard, but they don't want to try to kill you, like. Mm-hmm. Like like that little balance of like pushing each other but not trying to take each other's heads. And I was like, Oh, I like this gym. And I was like, I remember the first classes, um, at least jujitsu, you know, uh, having a quick chat with Paul about like like that I trained before at Marcelo and I was injured and blah blah blah. And like, you know, I, I think I don't know if Paul's Paul does that a lot often, but he just like picked me out of the bunch. He's like, oh, let's roll, you know. And I was like, yo, this guy's jujitsu is fucking crazy, you know. He'll do that, you know, because I, I, he'll do that fucking cartwheel and all that fancy shit that he does when he wants when he wants to fucking mock you. And I was like, yo, bro, this guy's jujitsu is fucking nice. And I think that just that was the cherry on top. I was like, perfect, I'm staying here. It's right next to my house. It's an American top ten gym. It has all like. Not only one martial arts, it has a weight section, which I was like looking forward to it. Um, and then um, I was like, no, this is perfect. Like I'm staying here. Very cool, man. Very cool. So when did I? When did we first like interact? Because I don't remember. I just like I January, said, I just that was like... that was. I I arrived in uh, in October at the end of October, and I started training in January. January 2019. 20... No, excuse me, 2018. 2018 correct 18. okay so you you came to the gym i had been there maybe a month at that point oh, like okay. i i started, I the, started end at of, the end of, of january yeah and i started the end of december so i was there maybe a month mm. and then this guy comes in and, and and like you said you said you were doing more muay thai and mma at the at the beginning no no i was doing muay thai and it's muay thai you're doing muay thai, and muay thai and okay. but at some point the schedule the schedule changed towards like if i wanted to do muay thai and jiu-jitsu i had to do jiu-jitsu and back and pack and i was like i don't fucking like this class because you get somebody that's never fucking hold pads before and they don't know how to like you know cross like the the jab mm-hmm. with the cross and the they don't know how to call the combinations and it's fucking annoying and i was like no i don't want to do that class plus <laughs> and you're hyper extending your elbow because they're not they're not hitting the punch yeah, 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 ah, yeah, my elbow. yeah 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 no. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. I was like, no more back and pad for me. And then I think at some point the sparring just stopped after the first competition. I was like, I'm just gonna do jujitsu. I'm gonna go back into being a jujitsu head. I know my striking is good after like a couple of weeks of refining technique and 
practicing mm-hmm. footwork and all that stuff because striking always comes like a little bit more natural to the body you know like like you know the movements mm-hmm. and stuff but like the technique itself like if you stop doing jujitsu like like that it's like you're, you're like oh, i love this technique how do i sweep this fucking person from half guard or something you know you're like you don't know how to do anything and i was like oh no no i i don't so i was like i, I want to really improve my jujitsu which i feel i did like a lot like most of the stuff i or, or the, the stuff that is like very deeply rooted in my jujitsu it, it is what i learned those those years with coach paul Oh, that's awesome, dude. So yeah. how how uh how would you compare the environment at Marcelo's to what we have at our gym in Orlando? Hmm. It's difficult to say because it's such a bigger gym, you know. You can like like you like like I told you, if you can if you want to be a ghost and not talk to anybody or just go there, smash people and leave, you can do that. But people are really friendly. It's not that it's, it's, it's a very friendly environment. That's the thing, you know, if you want to do that, you can try, but people are always like, like, want to like trying to talk to you or, you know, at the end, you just lay around, like you just lay around, talk with the coaches, you know, especially in the morning class, you know, some people, especially the coaches that, that are not going out, you know, you, you can just lay around, have a little aftermath talk. It's cool. It's cool. And that was one of the things that, you know, didn't let me go to unity because I was still in my mind. I wanted to try unity, but some people were just like making friends with me and like, and I was like, Oh, I don't want to know anybody because if I stop going here, I don't want to like, Oh, why you stop? You left the unity. Like that's bullshit. No, I don't want that. Uh, I ended up staying. And, and, um, it was sad that the gym closed. Like it was one day we were training the other day we were close. Like it was crazy. No, like, Oh, with my clothes, like, no, no, no. It was like training clothes. Wow. Yeah, because sudden. because they started they started please sending mails. Please if you're sick, don't come to the gym. Like if you have a running nose, if you have any symptoms of flu, don't come to the gym. Don't come to the gym. And then I just remember training, training. And actually the day before they closed, I missed that training. I was like, I felt really lazy that, that day and I didn't win because I I had to get up at six, ten or something. And then I missed that day and the next day they closed and I was like motherfucker (laughs) and now marcelo's here in florida waiting it out he's just kind of chilling yeah i mean he must have he must have a a considerable amount of money taking into account that you pay almost 300 dollars for a member for a membership though yeah yeah and it's it's expensive i found even though you've been to way more gyms than i have been I already feel like each gym has some styles that are represented more uh, because of probably, you know, the head the coach, coach yeah. and the head coach yeah. and obviously the people under him. Yeah. I know what, what our gym feels like. And when I've gone to other gyms, it's, we are top, pre- we are top heavy kind of pressure, that classic Carlson Gracie kind of style, so to speak. Um, I'm kind of curious. I'm not trying to identify what exactly our style is or Marcelo's, but what are were there differences in how people rolled at Marcelo's versus no, at no, because Marcelo's such a big gym that some people don't have the foundations from Marcelo. It just came from another gym, you know. Okay. So you have people doing bolos. You have people with top heavy pressure. You have people, you know. There's, there's, you can really see when, when in the advanced class, you can really see a difference on like 
they will split you between like after middle weight and up this side of the mat and middle weight and like lightweight and down this side of the mat. So like the pros, like for example, Mateus Diniz, Vinicius Trator, Marcos Tinoco, they have a very top heavy pressure towards like the lightweights like Gianni. They have like a more kiss of the dragon, very bolo kind of style. Um, but but like I didn't feel that, you know, signature style of the gym because of that reason, because a lot of people haven't really been there with Marcelo forever. You know, mm -hmm. I feel more, I feel that more here in, in, in Barcelona because uh, Jonas, who is the head coach, he's, he's a nerd, uh, nerd, uh, nurse and, and, and have this, this white belts, some white belts to blue belts and even to mm -hmm. purple belts. And you can really feel how his style translates a lot into what other people do. You know? Yeah. I felt so, that way more here. Way more in Barcelona. Yeah. So, and that's where you currently are. You're in Barcelona. You've been there. You touched on it at the beginning. You've been there, what, a couple months now? Two or three uh, months? I got here October 2nd. And yeah, oh, October 2nd. Yeah, so it's going to be two months. Yeah. Two months. And how do you like the gym you're at right now? It's amazing. It was like, I, I it was the same situation as Orlando. I was like, uh, or no, I mean, as, uh, as New York. I had like two or three gyms that I wanted to try, you know. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the first one, see who the teacher is, you know, not talk to anybody, play cold, you know, maybe just go for a week and then try another gym. Mm -hmm. Then I went there and the first, I, I already, you know, looked up the gym. It was close to my house. And I was like, well, let's see who the head coach is. Because last year, you know, the webpage, another head coach was showing. And I was like, what? And I started, you know, looking at the head coach. I was like, what bro this guy is like uh ibjjf world champion on every fucking belt except black and he's been black for like six months or i think less than a year i was like damn you know and then i was like okay he's also nogi world champ he's like oh wow like i i gotta train there and i get there and he's not there i'm like what the fuck and and he's like no no um he's in uh in the panams and I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool, you know. He went to the Miami Open, got gold, and then he went to the Panthers and got silver. Um, but but um, the guy that was there at the moment, uh, purple belt, four stripes, now a brown belt as soon as, as the coach got back, got, he got promoted to brown belt. He was a Colombian guy. So I was like, perfect, you know, I just started talking with the guy, and he was pretty cool. So I kind of like, that was kind of like, okay, perfect, because this gym has everything. This gym has fucking weights, if I want to do weights, because I don't have access to weights anywhere except in the gym. So I, I, if I want to do weights, if I want to get my fitness, like top notch with like maybe some CrossFit sessions or something, I could do that as well. And there's also Muay Thai and boxing. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here, especially for the weights. You know, I didn't want to pay jujitsu and weights gym. Yeah, and that, that's, that's usually more expensive in Spain than it is, you know. Actually, no, it's not cheap, though. Really? How much is how much is a gym membership there to go to a traditional gym? Oh, to a traditional gym? Like 20, 30 euros? 20, 30 euros? Okay. Yeah, about the same here in the States. Yeah, around like, I'm paying ten. I'm paying $10 a month right now. Yeah, but gyms to... in Orlando are, like, crazy cheap. In New York, they were, yeah. like, 40, 50, though. Like, 40, okay, 50, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything Because in New York I, is much. I, I remember, like, I don't know who was it, like, One of my friends is like, yeah, bro, you should come to our, our gym, you know, there's like sauna, there's like fucking, you know, wet sauna. It's like, how much you paying? And it's like $15 a month. And I'm like, what? In Orlando, you know? 
I was like, that's fucking cheap as fuck. But I already had weights at, at ATT and I had a, a gym at my house. So I was like, crap, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really need to do that. So my first question about Marcelo's is, have you ever attended a belt promotion at Marcelo's? Because I've seen video of promotions at Marcelo's and it looks like a zoo. Like, um, so full. No, I, I, I skipped it. I skipped it because I, I talked to Paul, uh, to Coach Paul, Paul Schreiner. I was like, hey, Coach, um, like, I, I like I just got here, but, like, you know, I train every day, like, sometimes even twice, you know. You, th- you think I could just sign up for the um, – because the way it works in Marcelo is you have to sign up for the graduation. So you sign up, and you say there's, like, two or three spots, so morning, noon, and night. So you choose the spot that suits you better. Then you uh, put in your name. Then you put in your gym code. So so they track how many sessions you've done. And then you put in your name and how many stripes or you, the, your belt and how many stripes you have. And then after that, they're like, they sit together, all the coaches. They see how much you've trained. And they're like, oh, this guy's good, blah, blah, blah. And then they do the promotions. And then I talk with Coach Paul and he's like, nah, I mean, just got here. Um, just wait it out until the next one. We usually do belt promotions early in April, and you, you, you're gonna pretty much get the purple belt at that moment. I was like, oh, sure. And I've, I've even rolled roll with uh, with the head coach at that moment with Denise, with uh, Paul Shiner. He was like, oh, your guard passing is really good. If you chase a little bit more in the back, this and that, you know some details. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just wait until April. And oh, surprise, fucking Corona, bro. But uh. They don't really daze me that much. I mean, I'm just <laughs> going the journey. You sandbagger, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sandbagging. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, you that do was like, like blue belt worlds, man. Yeah, that was. That, I should though. I should. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they're doing actual. I think they're only doing masters worlds this year. They're, yeah, this year, yeah. Regular worlds. Yeah, Kenan Duarte got off with that, you know. <laughs> they're like got suspended for doping and then no worlds he's like <laughs> <laughs> um so i've always said of the people i know that do jujitsu you seem to be one of the guys that is really on top of um kind of the new and evolving techniques out there Okay, I'm never going to say that you do all the techniques no. very, very well, but you're aware. No, no, no. I'm aware of, them, of all. them, but like, I'm I'm one of those people that 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 say like, you if you're gonna learn a fucking technique, don't grab a fucking 15 second skit in in Instagram and try it on your head coach. Like, no, if you're gonna grab a skit from Instagram, like at least fucking drill it and like have that movement uh, rooted into your muscle memory and then try it. But then sure. some people. Thing that they can just fucking grab um grab a um a fifteen second video on Instagram and just do the technique like no that doesn't work like that you know. Well, but, I remember you 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 coming to the gym for a period of time there when you're training with us and you'd have your iPad with flow oh, grappling. Oh, but 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 but, the, but that's different. With the iPad, I had the the flow grappling library, and that's uh sets of concepts. Which is way I know, and, and you had yet. like you had like you were looking at like Mendez Brothers. I think it was like Mendez Brothers style passing that you were looking at. My question is more general. How did you get into following jujitsu so much, and and where do you see these moves? Is it just a social media thing, 
Are there are there particular resources you're looking at? Are you watching match footage? No, what I like. I gave like you to exposure watch, like, to all this. I like to watch the, um, the 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 tournaments. That's always been a thing for me. I remember since I started jujitsu with with my friend that ended up becoming my coach. He was like, "Oh, bro, let's check the world's highlights. Let's see if we can find some matches and all that shit." And you know, many times in those in those tournaments, you see people doing weird shit that they've been working on for months. Like one of the first things that that dates me a lot it was like the the whole lapel system by Keenan. I was like, "Yo, this guy is tying people up," and and they don't like. I remember the first time he used Keenan Cornelius used the um, the warm guard with Leandro Lowe. He was desperate, bro. He was so desperate, like he was just trying to break out of it out of pure sheer force. And I was like, "That's not gonna happen." So I was like, "Yo, Jujitsu still has a lot of room for improvement." And in my head, I was like, "Yo, so if I keep following, like." the the big events maybe you know i can stay on top of that and then after i got flow grappling i was like oh this there's a whole fucking library of techniques because one thing is you know learning a technique and then the other thing is that you have like a whole fucking like you know set of systems where like you can see like the variation of this technique and then then you have like a QA where they'll answer like oh if your opponent does this do that and if your opponent does this other thing do that i like that so how much of your jujitsu now is self-taught and how much of it is from what you've learned from your instructors? No, I, I wouldn't say I do a lot of self-taught stuff except the bolo, the bolos, mm -hmm. the bolo parts. I've, I've, I've kind of like drilled them, but um, I wouldn't say that, that, that not much of what I do is, is self-taught. It's, it's, it's like my main movements are rooted, uh, are have been rooted because they've been taught like a lot of times. Especially like what we've done with Coach Paul, like that 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 has stayed with me, like and it will stay with me forever, you know. So what what are some things that you recall from your time with us that that really helped your game? Like what are some specific techniques? Hmm, I remember like Coach Paul has a lot of good butter, butter butterfly sweeps, and he will he will teach them. I I especially remember one that I still use to this day, which is grabbing the belt and pulling yourself under, uh, or uh -huh. doing the the no no underhook just with the lapel. I remember that. I remember hitting hitting a knee bar out of the reverse X where you pull the knee on top of your chest and you shoot up. And then you mm -hmm. you have the honey hole and the the knee bar. I remember hitting that on a on a purple belt on a purple belt at Corinias and they got really pissed because they're like, oh, you can't really do that shit because he's a he's a purple belt and and like. Then they put me to roll with a black belt, and he obliterated me. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you want to try knee bars? Roll with this guy. And they changed me. They immediately, like, midway through the roll, they changed me. They changed partners. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> All right, so tell me a little bit more about this story. So you're at Cobrini. So where is Cobrini's? When you say you're at Cobrini's, where are you? Los Angeles. You're in LA. What were you doing in LA? Just visiting? Um, I was about to graduate and it was 420. And so I was like, I don't know LA. I don't know LA. And what better time to go to LA than 420? So I decided to go over there and I found it wasn't the main Cobrinha gym. Uh, it was like West Side Training Center. That was the name of the gym. And it was like Cobrinha BJJ, you know? So it, was, it wasn't the main Cobrinha. But but uh, the head coach was Isaac, Isaac Dutherland. Dutherland. I don't know how you say that. But uh, anyways, but he wasn't there at the moment. I was like, oh, I was so pissed because I literally went there 
thinking I was going to train with the, the, this world-class athlete, and he wasn't there, and I was like, oh, shit. So, so you're dropping into a gym, and you're rolling as a white belt or a blue belt at this time? No, that was a blue belt, but that was like after like a week of training. That wasn't the first day. Okay, so you've been training there for more than one day. I stayed fift- almost 15 days in, 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 uh, okay. in Los Angeles, and I trained every single day. So you trained every day, and you trained at that one place, Westside. Yeah, Westside training. Okay, and center. and and like a weekend, you're go, you're rolling, you're a blue belt, going with a purple belt, and I'm assuming they like observe IBJJF rules or something. They're just like you can't knee bar because IBJJF. Oh, bro, they got everybody got so tight. They're like, oh, did he just did a knee bar on this fucking person? Like, oh, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> chill a little bit. Like I was like, so so. So you did a knee bar. How did your opponent react when you knee barred him? He was like, what the fuck? He was like that. He was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, sorry. It was just like a reflex. Because I, by that point, I remember we've been drilling, we've been drilling this technique the, the week before going to LA. So I was like, just a reflex. I remember having the, 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 the X with the hooks uh, changed. And I was like, I just pulled the knee on top of me. And, and uh, I just did the knee. I was just pure muscle memory. And then I was like, ah, yes, I fucked up. So then they stopped the role. Yeah, the, the head coach, not the head coach, the secondary head coach. He was there and he was like. The person who was observing, the person who was like running the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that in a purple belt. Like you, you, you. And they, they called. No, it was a brown belt that they called, but he was a competitor of brown belt. You, oh, you want to do a knee bar? And then they call the brown belt. And I was like, you go with him. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Were they all Brazilian? No, 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 no. It was, it was like a lot of Americans. A lot of Americans? <laughs> and then what happened at that point? No, no, no. I mean, I remember he, he you know, smashed me and shit. But uh, I even I even tried the same technique on that guy. But it didn't work. But, <laughs> but, but you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's fucking try it, you know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do you i mean okay <laughs> have you how many like what are some of have you had other like moments like that on the map because yeah. i know from yeah experience. bro first class on marcelo i put somebody out and he had a seizure on the middle of the map well i know but that but no one was like pissed at you for that they're like that happens that's jiu-jitsu. i mean no some marcelo wasn't pissed but but immediately they put me to roll with one of the black belts after that roll like one of the black belts <laughs> called me out. <laughs> bro, I'm you're no, getting no, the mad enforcer right away, was, bro. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mad enforcer called Brian. Brown belt, four stripes. So practically a black belt. And I remember him just smashing me, like, like all the round. Like, like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and what was this guy? Was he was he a middleweight and under? Because I've never heard that before. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they will only do that for... For like hard sparring rolls and takedowns. Okay, so when they do hard rolling and takedowns, that when they split you up by weight. Other than that, everyone rolls with everybody. I mean, you're just there, like, and you raise your hand, and some people are like, yeah, yeah, or you do eye contact with somebody, you know. And if you're a bitch, you're like, go to the wall, and then you drop your hair down, and you don't try to make any eye contact with anybody because you know you're a bitch and you don't want to roll. <laughs> but yeah. So. <laughs> See, I remember when I when I rolled with you. I remember that if I I, I tell people if I roll with Chihuahua, it's like if I'm lazy, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna submit me. 
Like oh, I yeah. can't be lazy. Like he's gonna armbar. I, I want his entire body is gonna be wrapped around my arm, and I'm gonna be, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be trying fucking, to shake it loose. Don't and, and it's like, that. I know. <laughs> if not, if not ask Jamie. <laughs> God, here we go again. Um, so yeah, I mean, you'll you'll fully like wrap your body around someone's arm and and then and then you know. Yeah, I don't know why that's like, always that's always been my favorite technique. Um, that and that was my favorite, my coach's, my first coach's favorite technique too. And so you can imagine the drilling, like the amount of drilling on the armbar. Where did you get the uh, that loop choke variation that you do though? Uh, that loop well, not loop choke, but cross choke. It's a cross choke. It's a loop choke. It's a loop choke. Oh, it is a loop choke. Yeah. Are you yeah. using you're using the are you using your other arm or using or your leg? I thought you were using your leg. No, you. Well, there's many ways of getting it, but my favorite is just the setup either from knee shield or from from the turtle when you're in top position where you grab the loop choke position and instead of going under the arm like mm -hmm. this, you just yeah. you just drop your head under his head and turn around, and then okay. you and then you dive with your other arm in his back. You get a bad grip so he can't roll back. And that is a win-win situation because he either taps and goes out, taps, goes out, or you, you get the sweep because they, they, they force the roll on the other side, and then you end up on top. So where did you pick that one up from? That one, I remember seeing it on a Jason Scully video, one of those, like, 25 gi chokes in five minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, saw, like, I saw a half-guard sweep one like that. It was like, you know. 40 yeah, half guard I've, I've, sweep. I've always like I've always liked lapel chokes, and uh, I was just I remember for during a, a time in in in, in a coaches and during coaches ball, you know, I was I was um I was trying to hit many of those lapel chokes, like from the knee slice, you know, crossing the lapel over the the Americana with the lapel, the Ezekiel, the Bravo choke, the baseball bat choke. Like I've always liked lapel chokes. I remember for a time. For a while, I had this like this very nice sneaky setup of of uh, of a baseball bat choke where I would just like initial and I would kind of like drop the shield and let the person smash me so they could pass and I would just go for the for the baseball bat from underneath. Mm -hmm. I've always mm -hmm. liked lapel chokes. I think there if you have a sneaky lapel chokes, people don't see them coming. Like I also like to do the the canto choke choke from the from the side control where you just grab the lapel and you stab your head over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've always liked lapel chokes. I think they're pretty cool. And if, if you know how to pull them, like, they're cool, you know, and they, they tap people out, you know. They don't see them coming. So, uh... <laughs> Especially when, that one uh, that you said. Yeah, when did you, when did you, when did you first get exposed to the bolo and how did you, like, develop that? Because that's mm. something you said you did on your own. Yeah, when first when did I first got exposed to the bolo? I've always liked the Baron Bolo, but um but I, I remember my friend back in Colombia like like doing these exercises on the wall, like you're you're like in the wall and you step around and then you start yep. spinning. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sucking at that exercise. And so when I started training the second time on Marcelo, I would just drill that, drill that, drill that, drill that, drill that and try to just just try to hit the ball, like, like I was like, oh. No, I mean, a like coach ball, I was just drill that, drill that, drill that, drill that. And then uh, with, with, with Nate, we were doing a lot of ballers. And the first time I started, like, trying the ballers live, he would get so pissed. Because he was like, oh, what the fuck is that fucking YouTube move that you just did? And I was like, bro, I got your back. Like, don't get fucking pissed about it. Just do something about it. That's awesome, dude. But um, it's been, it's been, it's been um, a lot of... A lot of you know drilling, drilling, and drilling. 
the the best the best um drills that i've done for the bolo is that one that those two videos that i showed you modern bear and bolo clinic by by laglanga giles or jills i don't know how you fucking say that name I think, yeah but uh, in those two videos they show like basically some fundamental concepts of the bolo and after like i just studied those two videos crab right and bolo. And once i had that i was like okay you know doing these drills and doing these drills and then after i learned that i kind of incorporated the matrix and the kiss of the dragon and all the other inversions but it's just about knowing how to how to invert fast you know especially that that drill where you're like with with your reverse de la Riva and your opponent your your uke is just basically next open and you're like spinning around the legs and then mm -hmm. going back and going back that that also helps a lot you know um, we were actually doing this drill today, and I was like, "Oh, I, that, this is my bread and butter." But yeah, that I think that was that the modern Baron Bolo clinic, and then watching a lot of the the modern uh, Baron Bolo in the in the walls and the palms. That that was pretty cool, you know. That was pretty cool, and then seeing it firsthand with uh, with Gianni Gripoja, that was another level, you know, because he'll he'll have these crazy inversions, but his top game is super heavy, like. Like if he's going with somebody light like me, he'll just fucking smash the fucking living soul out of you. Like his grips are, like I've I've rolled with many world class black belts, and his grips particularly are so strong. Like I remember this this guy just getting a hold of me, and I just couldn't break the fucking grip. I was like, yeah. even using my whole like, like, like I couldn't break it. I was like, damn. How is Johnny like your size, or is he a little bigger? No, he's a lightweight. He's a lightweight, okay. He, that's like Lucas Lepre category, like Rafa Mendes category. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a little bigger, and he feels really strong. He's 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 really strong. His game is really good too. I don't know why so, Marcelo Marcelo like has this like world class like athletes, and they like like they train so and they're really good. But in the in the in the competitions, they always end up falling short by like one spot, like. Like oh silver or like you know before the finals and I'm like damn. <laughs> I remember I remember there was a very famous match on IBJJF Worlds where like Mateus Diniz and Lucas Barbosa they've always had beef because they're the same category they've had a, a lot of matches together and uh, and they always like end up going to points or something nobody submits anybody in this particular match I think it was the final or the semifinal of the Worlds. And Denise gets gets Lucas Barbosa's back, and he can't tap him out. They scramble around and they scramble to the end of the mat. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but he was just they they end up. Lucas ends up on Mateus Denise's back control standing, and instead of him defending to life and dead with like one meter on the clock and winning by points, he just got tapped out. And I was like, damn, that's the biggest like overturn I've seen in in in, in jujitsu. It was crazy. I even talked about with about that with him, and he got he was like, "Don't remind me about that. That was fucking nightmare, you know." Like, I was like, "Oh, that's one of my favorite matches from you." He was like, "Don't remind me about that fucking match. Like, I'm still having nightmares about that." And I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I believe you." <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no gi or gi? What do you prefer? Of course, gi, gi, gi. Yeah, gi, but um. But I've been doing a lot of well, not here, but at Marcelo, I was training a lot of nogi, and um, there was this guy that would he he would have this crazy nogi technique. He would be an absolutely nogi guy, like Joel Burg Burgess. 
he was like he was very good with the gi, but his nogi game was like just too good. Like he was really good, really good. And his nogi game was like Marcella's nogi game, like Keter Norm, Chin Strap Control, Guillotine, Butterflies. Um, it was pretty good. So I was like, I think a lot of the nogi game that I've learned, of course, with um with uh, Andrew too at, at top team, like he has a lot of those wrestling, like overhook, underhook, all that. Like most of my wrestling came from from ATT, and then most of my nogi, a lot of my nogi that I do now goes comes from that teacher. Like I, just a lot of chin strap control, head and arm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've been trying to get better at that combination of uh, of uh, darts and anaconda, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's my like maybe my arms are too short. I don't know. I just have to try a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, I've. I, I saw that. I know that Henner talks about doing like the shallow dars where you grab your own forearm, and he almost—he oh, has long arms, and he yeah. swears by that. Oh, there's a there's a version where you can do it with the gi like that. If you can't really do it like this, then you grab like this with your with your gi, mm-hmm. and you can still squeeze. But uh, yeah. it's just about getting it, getting it in the rows. The thing is that if somebody, if if I'm like, let's say I'm in a knee card, instead of trying the dars, I usually try the lapel choke. And if they defend, I'll go for the Bravo choke with the arm in. Mm-hmm. So like because that feels like a safer choice for me than try to go with the darts and like my arms are not that long. And I feel that the guy is just too much on top of me, like under under me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just gonna lapel choke, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what are do you have any goals when it comes to jujitsu? Like long term goals? Yeah, bro, get the black belt. Get the black belt. Do do you have a a do you have a particular like coach that you'd like to get it under, or are you just happy no, to get it wherever? No, no, I'm happy to get it wherever though. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just like life takes you on a on, on, on a different journey sometimes. That's part of you know that's part of jujitsu and of life, you know. So I wouldn't want to be like, oh yes, I want to get this black belt from Marcel or something. That's idealistic, but you know, like. Some people, you know, move world and mountains just to train somewhere. Like I, I met this guy that, you know, he he trained at and Marcelo. He was like, no, bro, I just like I work this bullshit job, but like and like just to pay my rent and like basic stuff. All I do is train. Like like it was just like a crazy. He was just wanted to train at Marcelo. Like he was like that was his life. Like that was his like. I, it doesn't matter what job I have as long as I can train all day. Like I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Well, you I gotta go, to, like go to Puerto Rico, man. Go to Puerto Rico and train with the uh, the Danaher Death Squad. They're all down there now. You mean me? Yeah, go to Puerto Rico. Nah, bro. bro their gi game sucks. They don't have <laughs> they gi don't, game. They don't do gi game. There's yeah, no gi down there. The, like the gi classes on the on the documentary they have Rensus is John Danaher with the shorts and the gi on top, like Sambo teaching the classes. <laughs> And I remember seeing this video where, like, the guy is like, okay, so imagine that I have pants and he's grabbing my pants. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, imagine that I have pants and he has the, the ankle grip, like, the monkey ankle grip. And I'm like, imagine that I have pants? Like, what? No way. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to, to, to the dead squad. Okay. Right? But they, their no gear is amazing, but they never put the gear on. Yeah. So, all right. So we, for, for we've made it an hour, and now I get to ask the question. For that exact same reason, Gordon Ryan can never be the GOAT. Period. 
Oh, here we go. Because here because go. the you know the goat has to be he and Nogi. Rafa Mendes won ADCC and Worlds. Marcelo won ADCC and Worlds. Cobrinha too, like all the greats. Like um, so, you, you, too, so like, for you, it's like so you're, you okay. And I'm, I would imagine Hodgers in that category. Galvao's in that category. Then Gal- I don't know Galvao Galvao won the because of the doping. Like his doping is so obvious. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they don't, but like, 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 I remember, like, when I started Jujitsu, Galbao was like a middleweight, or like, a, like something like that. He was like a middleweight, and then out of nowhere, he was like this, like same as Tokino. That around that time, Tokino was also around, you know. So, and Tokino's yeah. always been a monster, but Galbao wasn't like that. And then out of nowhere, they show up to ADCC, and Galbao is, and I'm like, damn, bro, this guy's like. Crazy dude. Oh, that Asai and Jesus, dude. Yeah, Asai, Asai. Asai and Jesus, like Asai. like Duarte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got in that upcoming match between Kainan and uh, Adolfo? Rodolfo, obviously. Really? Rodolfo's never lost to anybody, bro. Except Dean Lister. In Nogi, but he's going in oh, Nogi, and he Nogi. hasn't. But in Nogi, in... he's he's never lost to anybody except Dean Lister. But he hasn't done a no-gi match in a while. Yeah, but but it's still Rodolfo. Like, Rodolfo's game is not already complicated. He just smashes the fuck out of you. Like, he's, he just passes your guard and smashes you. And he does it so well that he doesn't need to do anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I regret that they didn't put the gi that much on, on ATT. I don't know if they ever put wore the gi. Because sometimes I would miss one Monday... And then Coach Paul would be like, oh, uh, Jack Carey was here with the gi and Rodolfo too. You missed it. Ha ha. And I'm like, seriously? I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was just taunting or, or you know. Like, no, there, I mean, that there was a period of time where they were coming in Mondays for pro practice. Yeah, because there was during that period, I was training. They were doing pro practice, pro practice at 12 and they were warming up in gi at, at 11. Mm, and, because that was the class I was doing. Monday, 11. And then you said, I'm going to start going to that class. And then they never showed up again. No, nah, it wasn't like that. It's like I, I had I had a change of schedule. So Mondays and Wednesday, I couldn't train during a night. So so I was just training during the day, you know? Mm-hmm. The other one was when Craig went to Fusion to train. and Craig, oh, that. Craig Jones. I remember seeing that. Yeah. I he went over to that. Fusion and, we, and I was like, well... I mean, just let us know. Like, I, you know, I, I, I'll get to go over and watch and get a photo with them. You know. Yeah. yeah People yeah. are like, "Oh, you can train though." I was like, "Well, I, I look, I, I just want to take a photo with the guy. That's all." Like, you know, I. Well, I and, remember the the first time I saw Rodolfo, I just waited after MMA practice was over just to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Damn!" And I even spoke in my broken Portuñol, you know, saying like, "Bro, you're a legend." Like, I've, I've watched every. every <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've watched many of your matches. Like, your skirmish with with fucking uh, Buchecha, like they're fucking great. Like, it's just that's the, the that's the, that's one of the best rivalries in the history of the sport, Buchecha and Rodolfo. I was like, and also Leandro Law, but then Leandro Law ended up being kinds of friends with like Buchecha, and then as that that didn't turn out to be like a rivalry. They're like just mm-hmm. two friends going in the match. Well, I saw Hadolfo training with Bouchesha in Miami right now yeah, at Cyborg's yeah. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw so, that. So that's pretty is, is exciting. Is he training at Fusion anymore, or he's he's doing his MA training there? I think oh. he's getting ready for this grappling match by training at, at Fight Sport with uh, Cyborg. Oh, makes sense. Because so down to South Florida. Yeah. So, 
That's what's going on there. Okay, so the main topic of conversation, I've waited an hour to ask you this. Because you brought it up before you brought it offline with us. Rolling high. <laughs> so I don't I I I as you know, I don't partake. And you very much are famous for getting absolutely blazed. No, I'm not fam- I'm not famous for that. I was trying to keep it low profile until you in a class you just like I was just like I I've been there for like a month or so. You didn't even have the confidence with me to do that. That's why I got so pissed. I was already friends with Nate and Adrian and I was just get, I get there with with Adrian. I I don't remember if Nate was there. And I'm super high, and I, I'm trying to hide it because I don't know. Like the only person in the gym that I knew smoked and all that was Jim. Um, mm-hmm. But then I, I didn't know anything. Like Coach Paul would be like social sometimes, and then he'll be like mad cold at sometimes. So I was like, no, I'm not gonna, you know, start, you know, be so like pothead here in this gym. Like I don't know how how people will react. On top of that, there's like like a couple of cops training at the gym, like like uh, Freddie and um, mm-hmm. and Nick. Nick was in this. Yeah, Nick? Nick Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know. And Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Sean, and Sean. So I was like, I don't want to be this pothead at the gym. And then you're like, Coach Paul, Coach Paul, look, look at you. Oh, you see? I know. And I'm like, dude, why, why will you do that? Like, like. It's obvious because no one cares. That's why no one out. cares. Yeah, and it was obvious you weren't hiding it from anybody, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know I wasn't hiding. I was just trying to not. I, I, never mind. I just I, I didn't know, you know. So I was like, if you don't know, you better just keep it to yourself, <laughs> dude. Man. You were talking my ear off the whole time. How could you say that you didn't know me? You would. You were the guy that interacted with everyone at the gym. Like you would follow everyone around and talk to them. You were like the most social person. That's what got you integrated so fast is you're super social. So how can you say that like you you hardly knew me because you no, already I, were like talking. No, I knew you, but I didn't feel that you had the confidence to like do a joke like that. Like, oh, well, there you like, go, man. And I, I, I told Adrian immediately like that fucking guy just fucking told Coach Paul I was big and he was laughing his ass off. I was like, don't laugh, bro. That's fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. I, I'm actually curious though. Do you think you roll better when you're high? Mm, no, no, no. You, you, you think less. That, that's a good thing. You think less, or you're just doing. You know, you're not thinking. You're doing. But after some point, it just wears off with like all the sweat and all that. You work. It, it wears off. Like if the class is, it's, it's a technique, uh, a technique, and then rolling class. That's terrible because sometimes, like, if the teacher takes too long to explain something, you're just there, like. <laughs> so, so and by the time you're rolling it already wore, wore off but um but i remember going to some like only sparring like only randori sessions high and it's cool you know midway through the roll you've you've already you're already sober but the first rolls if 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 you're like a, a professional pothead like i am like it just feels natural you know you're in the flow state so so is that is that is that the the motivation to do it is is to be in kind of this like think less just let the muscle memory take over like why do you why do so yeah, many people smoke before there's no, before there's no motivation i used to smoke weed before i started jujitsu so like i know but i i feel like there are a lot of people that like smoking weed before they yeah, train. And, yeah, I, and i'm trying yeah. to understand why as a guy yeah. that doesn't do that i'm trying yeah, to understand no. why i would say it's because of that because you think less and you do more because let's say you're doing let's say you're doing a math problem high and mm-hmm. and, and and it's a simple math, math problem you come up with the same uh, result when you're high than when you're sober. 
it just takes you longer time to think something, you know, like when, when it's mathematical, but, it, but, it, but when it's physical, you don't have to do any thought process. So you're just moving. And then I think that kind of like separates your thoughts from your muscle memory. I think that it just creates like this barrier where like, uh, I'm too high to think, I'm just going to do. You know, I'm mm -hmm. too high to think. I'm, 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 I don't want to think, I'm just going to do. Is, um, is there any, like, do you think a lot of people smoke before they train also for, like, physical ailments so mm. that they don't feel, like, pain so much and stuff? Well, that would be, like, after training. That would be, like, right. an after training. I remember doing, like, dabs after training with, 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 uh, with uh, Adrian. Shout out to Adrian. Mm -hmm. um, okay. um, a dab is, like, a very concentrated um, piece of wax of THC. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. so they, they do like this whole chemical process where like they either do different methods and that's why they have so many different varieties of wax. They extract the THC from the flower and then it ends up being either wax or a resin or, a, you know, like a doll. It depends, you mm -hmm. know, and then you put that in a, in a, in a, in a glass bone with a, with a torch and then you just put it there. That will fucking knock you out. That's more medicinal than that the actual way you know you really feel your 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 muscles and all that but people don't really have to smoke to get those benefits nowadays they just buy cbd and that's it you know i like okay. smoking because it relaxes me but not really like for the medical part if, if i would do that i would just buy thc like like but it's mad yeah i mean cbd but it's not expensive sometimes too like remember that roll-on in new york a roll-on of cbd was like 100 bucks i was like damn Whoa. but that was like for in like the store Wow. I, was like, I was like in the store, but but they can get pretty expensive. They can you got to get, get that CBD sponsorship as a jujitsu athlete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get the sponsorship. So my coach is, that... is sponsored by 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 a CBD company. Five bags. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, get I those told free you, samples. My my uh, funny thing is that he uploads this new product that they're dropping, the CBD bomb, CBD bath bomb, where it's just a bath, a bubble bath bomb with CBD. And I tell them, I tell, I tell them, yo, if you get one of these, give it to me. And he's like, oh, so you're going to drink all the water in the bathtub? And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, I was going to say, the bomb is, is the stuff that the, is, is, the, the bomb is like what you see girls, like they put like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's just making the it water as a joke because stuff. he knows I'm a pothead. He's just making it as a joke. Like, oh, you're going to drink all the water in the bathtub. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, no, I'm not. So your current coach, your current coach, who did he train under? Uh, he got his black belt from Morillo Santana. He trained with the Miyaos at Unity and at Cicero Costa. Oh. So he comes wow. from Cicero Costa, and he did Cicero Costa until he was purple, I think. I, I mean, I don't know his life story, just what I've spoke with him and what I've stalked mm -hmm. out of him, you know, in Instagram. And uh, shout out to Jonas, if you ever see that. This... Um, but yeah, I started stalking him and, and like just like I got grabbed his Instagram and went down and I was like, damn, like perp like brown um world champion, purple world champion, blue world champion. I was like, damn, like this guy's this guy is one of those guys, you know, that that you know champion on every fucking belt, wow. you know, and I'm like, damn. Uh he actually went with Musumichi in the finals. Um, um and in my opinion, I saw the match. And in my opinion, he won though. He won. Oh, so no. it was a rest decision? 
it was a rough decision, yeah. It was a rough decision because they ended up tied up. And and you know how the refs are. Like, if you don't beat the, the current champion, like, uh, in a way that's, like, obvious, then they're usually give it to the you guy. You got to be Brazilian, bro. He were, he is him. Brazilian. Oh, he is Brazilian. Oh, well, then. Yeah, yeah the other guy just... wasn't Brazilian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he is Brazilian. He is Brazilian. Well. He, he's a beast, you know. He's, he's a... Uh, he doesn't do that much bearing baller stuff, but since he trains so much with the Miyaos, there's no use of trying any any of that with with him. So he's very much, and he he has all the counters to the bearing bolo. Yeah, so and he knows how to do him, but his style is more like color and sleeve. He has okay. these crazy triangles, crazy. His his shed is the triangle, and that's a good thing because I feel my triangle sucks ass, and we've been doing triangle for a week now. And he so has he like, plays collars. He plays collar sleeve uh, spider. Or collar sleeve with the foot on the hip. Anything collar sleeve with anything like anything. Okay. His his guard is so very much meow. Like he's so stretchy. You, like like he's like he's like fucking open like that. And you try to like oh, so he's, he's very flexible. And yeah, stuff. he's very flexible. And he he'll do he'll even when he stretches he puts his leg behind the head. Like. Oh fuck that! And I'm like, I, I'm like I'm like you know I saw Lachlan like yeah. Hey, dude! Look at you. <laughs> Maybe if I was warm, but I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I've kind of given up. Like right now, I've kind of given up on that idea with playing guard. Like I don't want to have, I don't want to have a guard where I invert that much and and have to have that much reliable oh, no, flexibility. But he, he doesn't. Much. He doesn't invert that much. He just blocks you with the legs. Like he's just very gummy. He doesn't. When you try to stack him, he inverts, but but he doesn't. He's, he doesn't have a inversion heavy game. He just creates space between your elbow and triangle. And then when he's when you're not worrying about the triangle, he does this really fucked up, crazy, invisible triangle, like like no arm triangle where he calls the lapel and you think you're passing with the overhook grip and then grabbing the pants and you think you're passing mm-hmm. and then boom, you're in the triangle with no arm and you're like. <laughs> yeah. But he's got his hand in there, right? Oh yeah, he's got his his like a cross like a like a, a cross yeah, move, but just yeah, this okay. one like the arm, but 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 very sunken deep. Like it's not like he's fishing. It's just this part is you in your karate, and then you're in normal triangle with the sand. And uh, we've been doing that this this technique um, like a couple of days now, and it's pretty sneaky. Damn, bro. Yeah, and he also and so, when you're not worrying about that too, he does like this fucking. If you try to stack pass him, and you and and you leave your 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 arms underneath him, he'll just tippy choke you like 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 this and just stretch his legs. No, really? He yeah, can pull that shit off, bro. That shit like that shit will put you out, bro. But is he holding the collar with his hands? Both collars. He just grabs like this in each side, and he puts the legs and stretches like this. Okay, I've, I've seen someone demo that. I've seen someone demo he, that. He okay. just crosses the legs and stretches and then it just taps you out because your blood, bro, your blood goes out immediately. You feel like you're going to go out by in the second, like, because it's both sides. Like, it's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> well, I got, I, I've already got put out twice in these two months. Like you went to sleep? Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude yeah the hilarious. first time the first time was at my co at, at jonas jonas's house because they closed the gyms and um they closed the gyms on a, on a on a friday and i'm like motherfucker you know no training friday saturday 
And then Sunday midnight, I get an address. I get an, a message, just an address, nothing else. No message. There you go. Fight club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, 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 exactly. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, to train, don't tell anybody. It's at my house. And I was like, I get there. And he's like, oh, now you're going to see the real training. And I was like, God damn. So we've been doing like competition rounds with him. This AOJ brown belt that got promoted to, to black belt just recently. And this other guy that's a purple belt and 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 the, the head coach and me. So it's like four people. In, in the map, but it's just you can only do two people at a time, so the rounds would be very intense because somebody stays in the center and it's like uh three three minute rounds or or like four two minute rounds, and then you're like then you switch. So if you're in the center, you're dying. <laughs> and okay, so, so spill the beans, so spill the beans, Chihuahua, of those training rooms that you've been in the Barcelona one, Marcelo's, and our gym. Uh, how would you compare the overall level of the belts? Like the, the blue belt. belts that, like what I'm saying, I don't want to just, because you could go to Marcelo's and they're going to be well, all black belts. So the level is higher there because they're more black belts. I'm talking about yeah, like yeah, yeah. comparing purple belts to purple belts, blue to blue, white to that's white. The, but that's the thing because you don't, you can't really make a, an objective comparison because you yourself also evolve. So maybe I remember going to the ATT, uh, the main ATT, as mm-hmm. um, and in I Coconut just got, Creek. yeah, in Coconut Creek, and I just got promoted to blue belt, and I remember going there with like other blue belts that would be very good, and I was like, damn, um, for a second I was like, damn, I don't deserve this fucking blue belt, and then I got put in with a with a purple belt, and then he he smashed the fucking living shit out of me. He was just break dancing on top of me. Like, like fucking riding my back and like putting both of his feet. I was like, what the fuck, you know? And and then I was like, yo, is this normal? And then, no, it wasn't normal. He was he was also smashing brown belts and black belts. And I was like, okay. But then I'm pretty sure if I, if I go now, there again, that guy wouldn't do that to me because I've been, so to compare is really difficult. Um, I would say, I don't know, it depends on, it depends. In Marcelo, it will depend a lot on the time of the day. Like at the morning, you have a 50-50, which like 50% will be harvests and 50% will stay on, on, on Marcelo's or maybe go grab something to eat and go back out to midday training. Mm-hmm. So, and then over here, over here, I feel that, um, that like I told you, many of the blue belts have this like, like copycat game of the head coach where like they'll just do exactly the same style with like less power you know like but exactly mm-hmm. the same things and i'm like yeah that it makes sense you know he's he's had them since white belts so so i don't know um I'm, there's always gonna be high level people everywhere you know all right dude so spill the beans give me your your point of view on the two arm bars with jamie what happened ah <laughs> Okay, so I, I the first one, I remember Jamie. I don't know if Jamie had just come back from the injury. No, no, no. He, he, he'd been back for a while now. And he was just... Just from his I, knee injury, right? When he had popped his knee? Yeah, when when he himself popped his knee. He injured himself, no? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the story I heard. Like, he, he was on a heel hook. Yeah, no, no. He rolled the wrong way. He rolled the wrong way. Yeah. And that's why Coach Paul had a two-week, like... Um, defense, you know, concepts. 
or like mm-hmm. you don't roll that way, you roll the other way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, and the first one was just like at the end of the round, you know, like 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 it was like twenty seconds or something, and I just pull on the and he wasn't tapping, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pull on the one more more. And next thing I know, you know, I, I get to, to my house and he's writing a message on Facebook saying how, like, he should have tapped and, and like, he's a bad example. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so I remember this one because I was, because I've, I've put the two, I've, 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 the two memories have combined. So I remember seeing this and I remember, I, I don't know if I was rolling or if I was just on the side with Paul, but I remember us both looking. And it was like five seconds left and his arm was fully extended. And we're like, he needs to tap. Yeah, yeah, that was the <laughs> first he, one. That was the first one. And, and, and he didn't tap, so yeah, he, he just, he's like stuck it out. And then but, he was like holding his arm at the end. Was like, <laughs> but, he wasn't, but he wasn't pissed. He was just like, oh, fuck my arm, you know. And then, and then like a couple of weeks passed. And, and he's like, he's told me like one of those weeks, he's like, oh, you fucked up my arm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. And then I was about to leave, and Coach Paul, he literally said that. He's like, Jamie, go get your revenge in Chihuahua. And I'm like, not going to happen, you know. If anything, I'm just going to get another armbar. And I remember getting the armbar and just pulling on the armbar, and he tapped immediately. And he's like, motherfucker, that was the same arm. And he just got really pissed. Like, he just screamed in my face, like, motherfucker, that was the same arm. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was funny man that yeah. was funny hopefully jamie's arms has recovered at this point yeah yeah yeah. we love you jamie but that was a hilarious story <laughs> so what um are you doing much leg locks um i'm trying to work on my straight ankle this guy this guy the head coach has a crazy ankle lock game well straight ankle does he do does he do like the the coyotera version where you yeah where you he does the coyotera version he does the cross ankle lock he does the same food he's he's his leg lock game is crazy i find i have my fucking left leg so fucked up because when every time he somebody tries to do an inversion on him he just um toe hold or straight ankle log or steamer log or my left foot is so fucked up from like and from from that that i'm like damn i've got to get better at that you know so, so my, every time you go barambolo he just looks to toe hold the shit out of that one arm that one leg or he'll just straight ankle lock you or brow or steamer lock you or but but he also has the counters like you you see him like you're almost you're in better he's like just maybe you know he gives up the barambolo and then he moves and he he he's on top again. He he's just very good. There's this guy from AOJ. He trained like six six years with the Mendes, six seven years with the Mendes, and so he's like one of those people who are like, oh, I'm in side control. Let me try some back roll, take like stupid shit, and I lose top top position or something. So he'll be just doing like this crazy, you know, backing back that back take crazy. And this guy is just like always oh, leg locking him, and it's funny because I'm like, yep. But um, that's one thing I really want to get better. That's that's one of my goals. This 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 next, I mean, whenever I get the purple belt, my goal is is is, is improve as much as I can on straight on straight ankle locks. That's my okay, next. That's my next goal. When you were when you were rolling with Coach Paul here in Orlando, did did uh, he ever like start giggling and making fun of you when you tried to in, like? Did you try to invert under him? 
And did he start like making fun of you? No, I I I don't re remember trying to invert with him. Uh, that would be pretty stupid because at that point I was drilling and just trying the techniques with like like white belts or or you okay. know Nate and Adrian. All right, you're know. smart then, because I remember like I I've seen like like guys that he considered like small enough, and he's like. I'm just gonna smash you. Yeah, that's what he yeah, says. He's yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, gonna smash you. He's like, I, you sh he's like, these guys are trying to invert under me. It's like you're, you're stupid. I'm just gonna smash you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember trying to invert under him, but I do remember trying to like lapel game him, and it was like the same result, you know. So <laughs> he would just break your grip and smash you. He just dropped his knee. You gotta do that. You gotta do that. Uh, what the Polish worm rider, dude? Yeah, the Polish gotta worm rider. That's a game changer. Yeah. I still haven't quite started that. Like, the, I've well, got a competition Polish, coming up, so the I'm just. Polish form rider is, is it's actually a very good sweeping position. Like I've seen, I've seen um, what this names Asanji Rivera doing doing like some drills of that, where like you just because you you leg lasso the 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 lapel, then you grab it with your opposite leg, and then the leg that's free, you go in the and then you go on the on the opposite of your opponent's leg towards you grabbing like. Like this um, reverse de la Riva underhook mm -hmm. kind of style, and then it's a very good sweeping position. That was that, that was Sanji Ribeiro's even doing this now. That was like a while ago. I remember seeing wow. a video saying the video was the title was "Do you even la pela, bro?" So the title. Wow, I didn't know I, Sanji was doing that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And I was like Sanji Ribeiro doing this thing. And I remember that was the that was that was a position that took me a while to understand because it's just very weird how they invert and and grab the other leg at the same time. I, I didn't get it because um, at that point, I already know, knew the reverse of the worm, but I thought it was the same position as the Polish worm rider, and it isn't. Reverse of the worm is on the outside of the leg, and Polish worm rider is on the inside of the leg. Where the lapel is wrapping around. Is it wrapping around and is on the inside or wrapping around on the No, outside? no, no, your, your arm. The lapel is always wrapping around, around your opponent's leg, but the way you grab it. So if you grab it from the outside or from the inside, like let's if say you're grabbing it on the outside, that's that's reverse Della Worm, right? Yes, that's reverse Della Worm. And if you grab it with your opposite leg, that's the normal worm. Yeah. And then if you okay. grab it from, let's say, this is my leg. If I grab it like this, that's the Polish mm -hmm. Worm Rider. Oh, yeah, I, that's 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 going to be my next um, exploration, I think. I just have to... Let me uh, turn off the AC over here because I'm cooking. Oh, my God. Not the AC, the, the heat. It's pretty... The heater. pretty yeah, Calefacion. Yeah, it's pretty so, cold. It's pretty cold this day so in Barcelona. So yeah, after I get through this um this tournament in December, then uh is back to trying out new stuff and nice. I definitely want to work with the lapel stuff. So, nice, how do you nice. find like how do you go about is it just stuff that you find fun and interesting or do you try to have some logical like logical process behind like what elements you want to practice and what you want to integrate into your game yeah it's more like that i choose one position i just want just one position and just drill it and get good at that and then after i feel like i and what of, makes you choose that position in the first place just because you're interested you think it's cool you want to do it or are you like well i already do this so let me let me learn this other technique mm, no at the beginning with the warm guard it was pretty arbitrary it was like it was oh, just let me just try warm guard the, but the, the, the difficult part is setting it up. So I was like, okay, I already know how to do the warm guard because I've, I, I know how to do it, but I don't know how to set it up. So next thing was like, okay, so how do I set it up? Okay, you know, do some uh, X guard, do some um, De La Riva 
or just you do a butterfly and pop out his lapel with your foot. And then now you start learning to pry out the lapel. And then after that, it's just having that quickness of like wrap it around. And then there's this particular drill that I saw from uh, from this guy, Andres Bunowski, Bernowski or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's one of the black belts at Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See... He he! I don't even think he was like a black belt under under uh, Keenan. He's just he just happened to connect with Keenan because he was also doing a lot of lapel guard. And I actually saw him at a promotion video with Lloyd Irvin. So he trained at Lloyd Irvin with mm, Keenan. Mm. And then and then um, he has this drill where like your opponent is with one knee up, and then you just grab the lapel and invert, grab the other lapel and invert, and that's like one. You sent me that video. I know what you're talking about. I actually did that. Uh, I practiced that drill a few times earlier. Which on one? The how to improve your one guard by eight hundred and thirty-two percent. Yeah, that one. Yeah, where he just that, where he where he where he's doing the inversion to grab the lapel. It's like, oh, so that's interesting. I don't grab the lapel now. I invert and then gra- like the pat. You always were inverting to do the pass off. So you had in one yeah, arm, yeah, then yeah, you'd exactly. invert, and then you exactly. do the pass off. Exactly. And then the second part, I don't know if it was that video or the other video you sent me. It was how do you start the invert and get over your opponent's knee so you can really get into a good back take position and stuff yes exactly and that and then after i saw that one i remember okay like this is a drill then let me try a technique with that so he also has one where like he's from close guard and he's doing exactly the same thing and that also combines very well with a setup that i have for the armbar if i'm in close guard and i pass this out around underneath and i grab the 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 sleeve that's kind of like a sweeping position but if the guy pulls up you can go for the armbar so then instead of doing that, I'll just grab a lapel, invert without letting my legs go from my opponent's hips. So I will have this like kind of crisscross version of the close guard. And then I'll just do the grab the lapel and then just 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 re de-invert. But then when you de-invert, now your knee is above the other person's knee and you can get the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Damn, bro. So much techniques out there. So many techniques, so little time. Yeah, bro. I feel like in, like you're not getting any younger, and Jiu-Jitsu is just getting bigger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when are you gonna come to Orlando and visit us, bro? Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I would like to go at some point, um, but uh, I don't know at this time. I'm I'm so broke, though. I'm so broke. I'm barely surviving over here. I need to get a job too, though. Um, Corona's been hard because you know I work in the music industry, and, and it's just fucking. It's been hard for us. Um, I started doing some events in New York, and that was good, but they were, like, completely illegal. <laughs> they were, like, you know, back to, you know, the 80s and 90s raves. We were just picking up a spot, setting up the PAs, calling some DJs, and, you know, having, like, like liquor. And, and we had this guy that would sell, like, like space cakes, like, happy cookies and all that shit, you know, and pre-rolls. And, and, and then we'll have a big, like, a makeup bar, made a bar with, like, like a like a fancy, you know, bartender and all that. But but it was just like if the if the cops ever caught us selling the booze, which they never did, they they only crashed down our parties, but they never investigated too much, you know. Well, and that was good for, for the moment, but then my visa situation got pretty complicated. It was either go back to school or get married or get the fuck out of the country. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do a master's. So I applied to the university, super complicated, way easier here. So I applied to the university. I had to get like three recommendation letters from my teachers. And I was like, oh, okay, 
So let's see, which teacher hates me less? So I can, you know, ask him for a recommendation letter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I, I had some good relationship with some teachers, but like, I was always like, you know, talking about it and all that. And the classes were mad small. So for some teachers, I was just like the devil, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was yeah, like, oh, well, well, let me see which teacher can give me a recommendation letter. I got into the university. I paid a $200 deposit to save my spot. And then when I'm about to... Um, sign up for the classes they're like no we don't have this class we have this other class it looks like you're gonna have to have online and then you need to have one in-person class uh to to maintain your student status as an international student but we don't have the classes that you need except one in like this campus which is one hour and a half away from new york and you have to go there and i'm like no i'm not paying forty thousand dollars to do all of that Plus, do like some bullshit curses online, like no, 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 no. And by that point, I already, um, I, I already had applied to the university here in Barcelona, which is way cheaper, and then classes were in person, and until not so long ago, which kind of really pissed me off because that was the main reason I started here. I was like, uh, they cut us, they from four days, they cut us to two days, and I was like, seriously, that's bullshit. But whatever. I mean, that's the same thing happening here. Like Victor's going to UCF. And he's paying regular tuition, but everything's online. So it's like he's not even getting the college experience. In the Damn, Victor's getting scammed. <laughs> well, everyone's Victor, getting what scammed. What are you doing with your money, bro? You should have got to community college first and then the other two years to UCF. That's exactly what he did. Oh, he's already on He's already on his junior year now. Oh, he's on his junior. That's why he's drinking beer. I was like, is he even over 21? Oh, yeah, he's 21 now. <laughs> now nah, I'm fucking with you, Victor. <laughs> I like. I remember the first times I started seeing, you know, you and him and Coach Paul drinking beer, and I was like, "Oh, you giving Victor some drinking lessons?" <laughs> Eli's the one that's causing. Eli's the one who's giving the drinking lessons. <laughs> Eli, Eli's getting everybody. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember you. You guys went on a trip uh, to a mountain. Uh, you, Coach Paul, and Dennis, and uh, and I texted Coach Paul. Did you get Victor's permission slip for the for, for the? For the trip? <laughs> I know he 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 shows me all those texts. He's like he's like half the time Chihuahua's replying to my like <clears throat> there was like a I don't I think it was Justin was like smashing me or he had oh, me yes, like yes, in yes. a I, in I, a I, choke like, or something and, and he was videoed and you're like. Send me more of this content. This is high quality content, coach. Keep keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, every, like, I, I've always, I'm always watching you guys' Instagram, especially the American Top Team one. I'm still jealous that I never got a Jedi spotlight. Coach, what happened there? Like, oh, there no, it is. No there Jedi it is. Spotlight? I was like, that was like heartbroken, you know? I was like, even, <laughs> even that guy Noah got a fucking Jedi spotlight, and I didn't. I was like, damn. I didn't get a Jedi spotlight. Oh, you didn't? No, I got interviewed for like an, oh, a part no, of what I, I, got I got interviewed movie. for like a commercial partially that I, I was kind of like my interview was partially using a commercial, but yeah, I never yeah. got a I, I, Victor I got, did get a Jedi spotlight. Oh, though. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got that interview too. It's like, what do you like about training jujitsu or something like mm-hmm. that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I never, never, never. Did you do that. the one that was like, what are your goals for next year? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did that one. Yeah, I remember that one. That's good. Well, listen, dude, we've got an hour and a half. Before I let you go, uh, did you have anything you wanted to promote or say? I mean, being a famous guest and all. No. Like, is there anything no, you no. want to pro- You don't want to promote mean, your Vlite BJ, you know, 
your Valite hashtag, Valite BJJ hashtag or something. <laughs> your branding. You got to have branding, bro. Nah, well, if anything, I'll just stick with the Chihuahua, you know? They already called me like that over here. I was like, because some guy... Oh, yeah. How did they find out, how did they find out that it was Chihuahua in Barcelona? Um, did you tell them or did they find out somehow? No, I told one person that, that that's how they used to call me on the other gym. Uh, uh, because they were training the, the, he was calling me Marcelino and I was yeah. like I was like nah bro they can only be one Marcelino like no, 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 I don't know like, I was like I don't yeah. like this like I don't like this like I was like well I mean I'm, he was like Marcelino Marcelino I was like well they used to call me Chihuahua in this other gym but I don't really like that one either um <laughs> And then, and then, and then, in some group chat, like because we we created a group chat for the, you sent me the group chat. That's why I wanted to know how they found out originally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. And that exact same. They're like, who's Chi? Who's Chi? <laughs> yeah, because my coach, that's how you abbreviate Chihuahua on on, on Brazilian Chu. Mm-hmm. And and then I was like, like because I um at some point we to to reserve the spots in the gym before they closed. You had to, you had to, you know, put um, put your name on the list. And someday somebody started putting their names in an animal. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put my name in a dragon. And so then, some days after, they called me David Chu, you know. And I was like, why Chu? Because of the Chinese dragon. And I was like, no, because of Chihuahua. And I was like, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh and, man and then that guy put me out like the other day because i i didn't tap and i was just like uh, the, 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 it was like i remember watching the clock and it was 20 seconds left and he was he had me on a head and arm like this and i was just defending i put my thumb in and i was doing this defense that i saw by adam bradley or some adam bradley from atlas where like you start shrimping like this and then you you do like this back roll, and you end up. Oh in yeah, a, I saw that you wrote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you end up in a kimura position, so I was like walking, 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 and I remember just thinking, okay, I got the position now. I just have to roll back. And then I woke up, and he was holding my legs, like, "Yo, David, David," and I'm like, <laughs> "Damn!" I went out because uh, the last time I went out was in in, in my coach's house. And it's because we have two bells in the in the timer. We have two bells, a five-second bell, and then the bell, bell. And I remember mm-hmm. hearing the five-second bell saying, it's just five seconds. And, and some guy in the corner, he says, five seconds, don't tap. And then I was just out for a second. Like, I was just out for the, like, Dee-dee! I don't remember hearing the second bell. I just remember, like, like oh, shit. Oh, and, and my coach asked me, did you go out for a second? And I was like, I yes, I did. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing you in deep submissions at our gym, and and your face would be red, or we wouldn't see your face, and you just you'd put up your finger. You're like Chihuahua's out. You'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm still I love, good. I'm, I love doing that because that kind no. of like discourages the person to to keep 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 fucking squeezing. I did that today. <laughs> Some guy was trying to take my head off with a guillotine, and I'm like, I'm in the others. I already like. I'm I'm um. I see that he's going for a guillotine, and I was doing a, a double leg. And I and and we end up I end up on my knees like kind of in an over under position and I see that he's about to close his 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 leg to not let me pass guard and I just do it like this very smooth hip switch and go into the other side and mm-hmm. then he's just on the like on the wrong side squeezing the guillotine and I'm like okay it's 
it's uncomfortable, but like I'm not gonna tap through this and he's just like ah, and I'm like <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, I, I don't remember getting put out. Uh, oh no, yes, I've been put out three times. Two in the last two months, and then the other one when I was a white belt because it was just me and my friend on the mat, and then this other friend that he stopped training. Out, he was very good. He stopped training at Blue Force Stripes. I don't know why. He was very good. He he did judo most of his life, and he was like very good with the takedowns. And most of the takedowns I know, like the judo ones, are from him. Um, he was just me, my other friend, and and and, and me at the, at the at the gym, and the other guys just with their cell phone in the corner. And I'm I remember being on a on a rear naked, and and I think I was like I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna get out, and then I'm, I'm <laughs> I got put out. And then the person that was on the corner of the mat, he was like he's out. I don't know, but they told me he was like he's out, he's out. And then the guy that was holding, he's like oh fuck, he's out. And then as soon as they let me go, I was like ah. So do you do you remember a guy he who would have been a white belt when you when you were with us? If 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 you guys crossed paths, he might have come after you. His name is Xander, bigger guy. Do you remember Xander. this guy? Xander. Maybe yeah. he's after your time. Show show me a picture of him. I mean, I'm I don't know how to well, I mean just send I it. I spend all this time pulling it up. I want to. I want to see. I'll, I will find a picture. What do they say? Jamie, pull it up. Like Joe Rogan. Jamie, pull it up. Hang on. Give me one sec. I will pull. Uh, let's see if I can pull this up. You guys are having quarantine? No, like restrictions. Um, not in the state of Florida. State of Florida is pretty open. Yeah, I should. I should have stayed in fucking Florida. <laughs> um, New York was so annoying with that. Because in New so York, I just sent you, I just sent you a post, but I don't think you'll be able to see it. So let me know if you can see it. Oh uh, no, no, no! Just take a screenshot of that and send it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. So, all right. So now let's. But who else? Who else is training at the gym from all time? It's uh, our so, mind is still actually, a purple belt, right? Who? Armand, he's still a purple belt. Yeah, yes, Armand is still a purple belt. Armand yeah. hasn't Armand hasn't been training much at all. Yeah, I remember that when he started when I started training, I was a white belt. Victor was a white belt and he was a purple belt. Yeah. No, the the guys that are training are I mean No, I, I mean there are a lot of, I kind of remember, you don't remember seeing this? him. No gi, but I don't know if it's the same person. So he must have just started when you were there, or he came after. Anyway, um, he's gotten really good, really fast. Um, but he's, he's a blue belt now. He looks huge. He looks like ninety kilos. Like, like. Oh yeah, he's no, he's big, and uh, he's been putting a lot of people to sleep with the clock choke. Oh. Yeah. Damn. So that's been his thing. He's been putting to sleep. He's been putting people to sleep on a clock. And Victor and I are just like. Like, damn, bro, you have, like, all our pictures up on your wall, and you just keep knocking them off. Like, he just draws X's through them. It's He's put a lot of people to sleep with them. That's, that's what I call a scalp collector, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in terms, of, in terms of how the gym is now, I would say I don't know a percentage, but uh, I'm just going to roughly say that of the regulars, you know, the colored belts that were regular when you were there, I would say 
between 60 and 70% are training again. And then the others are not for various reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are just a lot of new faces, a lot of, a lot of people that started after, cause we did have a lockdown in April. Um, yeah, but your March, lockdown was April. bullshit. I remember seeing the lockdown. Oh yeah. And it got, it got reopened and then people yeah, yeah, started yeah. trickling I, back. I wanted, I wanted to go to Orlando and they're like, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to go. I was, I was with, you know, with the cell phone ready to buy the tickets. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to stay at your house, Adrian. And he was like, no. And he was like, yeah, yeah, come over. There's not really much to do, but, you know, we can figure something out. We can train or whatever. I'm about to buy the tickets. And then he's like, no, but you know what? You know, my dad is high risk and you're coming from New York. So I don't really know, you know, like if we can do that, why don't you stay at Nate's house? And then Nate was like, well, but what are we going to do at my house? We have to go to Adrian's to train. And then if you go to Adrian's, then you can, you know, contaminate the gym with like your high risk. And then, you know, and I was like, nah, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's so there are a lot of new faces and it's kind of it's kind of I feel bad for a lot of the people that started in like the end of last year because why? Because you're teaching fundamentals. <laughs> no they um is because um you know a lot of these people would have gotten their blue belt right around because promotions right now so yeah so promotions is you 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 know next weekend summer promotions we had summer promotions we did very small like if i if we would would have had summer promotions the story would be different you know i probably wouldn't i don't know so anyway, um, next weekend, so not this Saturday, but the following Saturday will be our winter promotions. Nice. And there are a lot of people that would have been, I think, eligible for blue belts that just missed be- either because they stopped or because the gym was closed and it took them a little time to come back, but right. everyone got kind of delayed. So it's kind of, it's a shame. Uh, but it also means the promotion hopefully will be a lot smaller and anytime there's smaller promotions, it just goes a lot faster. So right. Right. I think, I think if, like if you're stopping for a while, right before a promotion, you shouldn't get promoted right off, right of coming back. And I saw that here and I was, I saw this here in Spain and I was like, like, I mean, I like, I don't know. It was weird to me because this is like, Oh, some guy just been of like training for like, six months or four months you know and then he comes back and then he gets the, the brown belt or something and i'm like i was like why like even the blue belt starts matching this person like you you should give you yeah. should give that person like two one or two months before he recovers his game and then promote him mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. but yeah yeah yeah. i mean uh, i don't know it's, it's 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 good to to sometimes you know when when they hold you, you, you turn out to be a way better belt than you like the belt you are. You turn out to be like this professional sandbagger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've talked to some people that are like, you know, they feel a pressure to defend the belt, and it gets worse as you get higher. It's like I'd much there's like I'd much rather be a blue belt because there's no pressure on me to perform. Like if I get tapped by a purple belt or. Even if I get tapped by a white belt, who cares? But if I'm like a brown belt and I get tapped by a blue belt, it's like, what the fuck, right? I mean, that's what that's what's going on in their mind, yeah. you know? Yeah, same, So there's, same. A, there's a weird psychology with all that. So, But we'll I see. mean, if you, if, you, if you are, let's say you are a purple belt, no stripes, and you stop training for six months and you come back, that crazy 
Bluebell, that's a competitor, will smash the living head. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's smash, but will beat you. He will, he will mm-hmm. beat you. And yeah. then that's how how jujitsu is, and that's the beauty of it. It's it's humbling at some point. Like if you take yeah. a break or you get injured and then you come back, you, you're like, I remember, I remember um, that happened to me when when I got injured. I remember coming back and just feeling like everybody will just smash the living hell out of me, and I'll be like, damn, I really need to get back on my cardio. Because I, I thought it was more like a cardio thing. Like, I was just, like, getting really tired. And I remember laying on the mat like this, and you're, like, the epitome of the male athlete. And I'm, like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. Victor enjoyed making you do that. Victor was, like, oh, look look at Chihuahua. He, Victor would be all standing up, walking away. He's, like, look at Chihuahua over there. And you'd just be, like, red face. Damn. Face I, know he, I, know he, I know he enjoyed that period of time. I know he enjoyed it. You can see it in his face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then coach Paul was like well listen like, dude Chihuahua. and i'm like damn oh yeah well of course now, i'm of like course damn I'm, 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 I'm about to get smashed by this guy you know <laughs> and you couldn't and the thing is you didn't have any excuse because he was your size yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well listen dude um, we've gone almost two hours, so I'm going to, uh, I want to shut things down, but it was great to catch up with you. I'm glad yeah. you're well. And, uh, I hope to see you on the mat soon, sooner rather than later, whenever that happens, obviously. I mean, on Probably your mat. Yeah. Hopefully on our mat. Why, why like, don't you come over be... here? You like Spanish, tío. I do, but I mean, I can't, nobody's going to let a U.S. citizen into the country right now. So we're really? like, we're like. Uh, I my understanding is there are a lot of travel restrictions for right, European for Spain Americans is, going to Europe. Yeah, I don't. Well, I remember I came from the U.S. and they they, they did. I don't know if it changed now, but in that by the time mm-hmm. I came, they were doing it by by risk areas, not by countries. So, for example, New York was good, but like uh, Orlando is depending bad. on the state. Well, what about do you have a student visa? Correct. I am in the process of getting it because I came Impossible. as a tourist. Oh, you did come as a tourist because okay. because the thing is that the 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 you know the embassy was closed in New York and their appointments weren't until late November and I had mm-hmm. to get in 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 October. So so I called and they're like, no, just go to Spain, enter as a tourist, and then try me your visa when you're there. That's what I'm doing right now. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, All right, yeah. dude. Well, listen, you be you be safe, and we'll see you on the mat soon, okay? Peace. Peace, bro.